Living God, by your Holy Spirit, open our eyes to see the new light of this day. Open our lips to tell of the empty tomb. Open our hearts to believe the good news. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our first reading is from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 65, verses 17 through 25. You can find it on page 644 of the Bibles in front of you. I am reading from the New Revised Standard Version, so my version will be just a little bit different from your own. Listen for what the Spirit has to say to the church. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days, or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies at a hundred years will be considered a youth, and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, but the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Our second reading comes from the Gospel according to John, chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. You can find it on page 944 of your Bibles. Again, listen for what the Spirit has to say to the church. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there. And the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. 
Then the other disciple, who reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped ahead. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned to him, she turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabunai, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, for because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The word of the Lord. Let us go to God in prayer once more. Risen Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you. O Lord, our God, our rock and our salvation. May your spirit move among us that we may hear what you have to say to each and every one of us this morning. Amen. When I go for long drives or even semi-short drives, I like to take my phone and hook it up to the stereo in my car and listen to music as I drive. Sometimes driving with music is a calming, meditative experience. Sometimes it's an energizing experience. A few weeks ago, as I was returning from my latest trip to Pueblo, a song came up. And it's a, a song I'd heard a hundred times before. It's on one of my favorite albums. But this time, this time something stood out to me. As I was driving and, you know, humming along to the song... I heard the second verse reference Luke chapter 24, which is Luke's much briefer and significantly different account of Jesus' resurrection. My ears perked up. It's not often that you hear explicit biblical references outside of the Christian music scene. And so the first two lines go something along the lines of, the reading is from Luke 24, when Christ returns to his loved ones. And then the next one, the one that caught my ear, which sparked my imagination, I look at the stone on my soul, and I think, well, that's alright for some. 
that line jumped out at me. It got me excited because Easter was only a few weeks away and I had no idea what I was doing for my Easter sermon yet. I'd never thought of it that way, that just as the stone covered Jesus' tomb, so too do we have stones that cover our own hearts. Taking it a step further, what if God rolls away the stones on our hearts just like God rolled away the stone at Jesus' tomb? Man, I was excited. I'd never thought of it that way before. One of the most exciting things in the world for me is seeing things that I thought I already understood in a new light. You see, for the first time since I've started preaching, I've felt the weight of Easter upon me. And I was so excited to have this insight. Of course... I got home and looked up the lyrics only to learn that I had completely misheard them. I, I got the lyrics wrong. He didn't say anything at all about stones and souls. Nothing. Nothing at all. The line actually was, I look at the stone apostles, which he's an Australian musician, so you can understand my mistake. I was disappointed. However, the idea took root, and I... Take, I count misheard lyrics as a victory for the Holy Spirit. And so I went to bed on Monday night with ideas for this Easter sermon running in my head. And then I woke up on Tuesday morning. As always, I wake up, I grab my phone charging on the table next to my bed send Ruth a good morning message and get on Facebook. You know, check what's going on. A friend of mine had marked himself safe in Brussels. And I thought, huh, that's strange. But I didn't, didn't think too much about it. As the day went on, I learned that an attack had killed, what was it, 31? 31 dead in an act of senseless violence. There were also two attacks you may not have heard about the week before in Turkey. Between them, 30 dead and over 100 injured in senseless violence. And I wasn't, I wasn't angry like so many people were. I was just, I was just sad. I woke up Thursday morning to a message that a young man in this town died Wednesday night. The loss of life so young is heartbreaking. And the effects are felt far and wide in a town like this. There are times when the darkness feels so overwhelming. And so I sat before my screen was with music of lament as the background to my writing. And I thought of the story of when Jesus first sees Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Luke tells us that Jesus looked upon Jerusalem and he wept.
And we know how the rest of the story goes. Jesus enters into, into Jerusalem, causes some trouble, and makes some people very angry. They conspire against him. He's betrayed, beaten, tortured, and hung on the cross to die. He's left there to suffocate as he hangs, bound to two planks of wood nailed together. And finally he breathes his last breath. If that were the end of the story, it would be a very sad story indeed. If that were the end of the story, we would have very little to hope for. If that were the end of the story, then we above all are to be pitied. But thanks be to God, that's not how that story ends. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. Not believing what she had seen, she rushed to tell the disciples, who themselves rushed to the place where the tomb was, only to find it empty. After they leave, confused and dejected, Jesus appears to Mary and makes himself known to her. This is the heart of that story, that the tomb was empty and that Jesus appeared to Mary and later to the other disciples. He has risen. Thanks be to God that the story did not end with Jesus on the cross. In a dark world where an innocent man is put to the cross for the transgressions of others, the light of Jesus Christ shines. In a dark world where men and women are jailed, tortured, and executed for confessing the name of Jesus, the light of Jesus Christ shines. In a dark world where hatred is so powerful that it poisons minds and corrupts societies, the light of Jesus Christ shines. In a dark world where desperate men turn to violence against innocent people, the light of Jesus Christ shines. It's easy to feel overwhelmed by the darkness in the world that surrounds us. Sometimes it feels like it's more than we can bear. But we must remember that darkness is simply the absence of light. We must realize that all of the world's darkness cannot overcome even the smallest spark of light. And the light of Jesus Christ is so much bigger than just a single spark. In a world of darkness, the light of Christ shines. And we are a part of that. The, sto the stones of our hearts have been rolled away by the transforming power of the risen Christ. And we need not dwell in darkness. When God raised Jesus from the dead, the game changed. Darkness comes to us all in our lives, but we need not let it consume us. Hatred drives so much of the world around us, but we need not let it drive us. Evil has free reign of the world around us, but we need not let it pull us down. Death will come for us all, that is true. But we need not let it have the last word. Fear winnows its way into our hearts, into our minds. But we need not let it control us. The enemy whispers into our ears, telling us we're not good enough, we're not strong enough, we're not loved enough, 
but we need not listen. Darkness does not win. Light wins. Hatred does not win. Love wins. Evil does not win. Good wins. Death does not win. Life wins. Fear does not win. Faith wins. The enemy does not win. Christ wins. When we celebrate Easter, we celebrate the victory of God over the darkness of this world. We celebrate the victory of God over sin. We celebrate the victory of God over death. And thanks be to God that that story did not end with Jesus Christ hanging on the cross.